Aren't we starting um, with me arriving in Fire? We are. We are, yeah. Okay. okay. On my trusty steed, Nightmare, as I gallop, <laughs> bursting into existence. <laughs> We're going to introduce uh, a new character um, played by John, and that character's name is Slain. And Slain, uh, put simply, works for Dragon Club. John, why don't you just tell us what Slane's doing and kind of uh, where he is. I don't think he'd be directly in where he's supposed to go. He would be like maybe in a smaller town that's nearby. All right. Yeah. Um, I was just sent on a mission by A, Azor, uh, the leader of Dragon Club. Mm-hmm. And this mission, I am hunting after the heretics. They are a group led by a tiefling woman by the name of Aziza and an assortment of dwarves and humans and the human name Anthel, uh, Kosif, Xander, and a dwarf by the name of... T- okay, and, and how do you know... How do you know that information? I was given a note. I was actually given two uh, pieces of paper, one with an image of a, a dwarven woman by the name of Hecuba and another listing the names of the of the five heretics and uh-huh. a bit of information about wanting to hunt them down and also being told by, by Azor not to attack or engage. But, well, Slane has his own ideas on what he should <laughs> do in that regard. <laughs> but, well, yeah, we'll see about that yeah. uh, when it comes up, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, you are in the small town of Stormpass. It is it's a little ways west of Firelight. Okay. And you are in this town looking for a contact who you've seen some of your, should we call them teammates? Uh, your fellow co-workers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to call the other club members. I guess I call them club members. Hired hands. Hired hands. Well, no, I'm hired scales. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking specifically about Dragon Club, and they're. I think they're less hired and more there because they want to be. Like most of them, the the lower down ones, mm-hmm. you know, you all get a probably like a stipend, but the lower down members, like the lower ranked, mm-hmm. maybe they would just be there. Some of them to make a quick buck, um, but anybody higher than that is going to be pretty zealous. Um, okay. About about what you guys are doing, you would be with some of your compatriots, and you would have seen them uh, speak with a woman, uh, an elven woman called Jotali. Okay. And you're looking for this this woman with like cropped uh, black hair, really black. It's really hard to tell her age because she's uh, kind of like tanned and she's uh, has some wrinkles but yeah she's elven so she's like you don't you're not sure exactly if she's just looks middle-aged or if she looks young like young for her age okay yeah she's got a really sharp face and she she stands out and this is where you met her last and you are trying to go here because you know that pretty much every day um that she travels into the bigger city than storm passes storm passes like a little town okay um it's a small community but firelight's pretty decently sized so got it 
you know that she goes in there to work and you know that part of what she does Mm -hmm. is she's an informant um you know that she can handle herself she's a very knowledgeable person she gets paid well and and she she's a a member of of dragon club just lower end no actually she's not um she is a mercenary or or, you know um somebody somebody that you guys have hired in the past that you've worked with Mm -hmm. and she doesn't really care about what you guys are doing she's in it for the money Got it. So it's it's still really early in the morning. I think you got over here pretty early. Are you going to ride your steed straight into this small town, or are you going to look around? Um, how is it that you're going to try to find her? As I so it's called Stone Pass, right? The name of the Storm Pass. Storm Pass. Storm Pass. Oh, okay. Upon approaching Storm Pass, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I see any travelers or like traveling merchants, anybody that could have given aid to them on the way in. You know, like. Usually, like, going into a town, that's where you, you know, run into those, like, oh, you know, I'm selling trinkets and goods and stuff like that. Because I would assume after such an engagement, they might have, you know, gotten some supplies from someone. So Yeah. So, from your perspective, the Dragon Club members who were, who came back, mm-hmm. one of them came back totally injured. Right. Um, and, you know, they came back and kind of annoyed. And that was, like, the other day. There certainly you think there would be rumor um, going about, and they have a small farmer's market in the town that's open this early. You could either try to find some travelers who are traveling early over into Storm Pass this morning or traveling out of toward uh, Firelight early this morning. Um, you could go talk to some of the some of the people in the farmer's market. There would be people about, um, people who would definitely be able to talk to you and and tell you of things that would have happened in the town or or over. Since it's been a day, you know that this town would know about what happened there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go to the market. I'll start there. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty standard fare. Your fruits and veg, your your meats, your fish, um, lots of fish. You guys are pretty close to the coast. Okay. You see a fat man frying up some fish. He's, uh, he's pretty tall. Think like sumo wrestler. And he's just got like a just like this huge plate, uh, or not not like a plate, but a, a big flat metal sheet basically that has you know heating elements under it. And he's frying up like twenty fish all in a row. Off to the side, there's somebody who is trying to um, shout out to the very few people in the market this early morning to come look at their uh, trinkets. And their jewelry, and it's a it's a little old human woman. Hmm. Uh, you, you actually hear some bells ringing. As the bells are ringing, people are starting to come out, and some people are going to the market and conversing. But some people are going to a tall uh, and mostly like white gray white grayish building at the end of town that you would recognize as like a church. And there are some people who are headed straight there, some people who are clearly, you know, taking their time about it, but the um, the bell's coming from this church tower. So there are people on their way toward that, or you could try to look for some, like you could talk to one of these people who are nearby in the market, or you could keep looking. I think I'm going to head over to the lady with the trinkets. Yeah. Okay. She seems rather interesting, and she's drawing a lot of attention to herself. (laughs) <laughs> she is trying to yeah um she's getting a couple of customers and um the shop next to her it's like a middle-aged dwarf man and he's selling wooden flutes 
and he looks really grumpy about her loudness. Like, he has this look on his face like it's just totally improper to do this. Mm. And this woman in, in the stall, like this, this human, this old human woman, she does not care about his uh, his discomfort at all. She's like, trinkets here, get your bracelets and your necklace. Oh, don't you want to buy one for your sweetheart, Sonny? You know, it's like somebody's passing. <laughs> uh, you walk up to her and she's like, oh, a world-weary traveler. How could I be of assistance to you? Well, ma'am, I happen to have misplaced some friends of mine. Perhaps you need a curious amulet of protection. She, like, rumbles in a drawer and pulls out, like, this, like, half-rusted silvery amulet. And there's, like, a a circle and there's, like, a little pattern on it. And she goes, now, I, I know this looks like a piece of junk, but let me tell you, I found this in a shipwreck. And there were sirens on that ship. Now, not just any sirens, but the sirens of the good sort, not the ones that suck out your soul. And then she, she like, stops for a second and realizes that you said something, and she says, wait, sorry, what? (laughs) Uh, As interesting as it sounds, as I said before, I am searching for a friend of mine. An elven woman. A friend? Yes. Uh, Well, there's a few elven women in this town. Could you be many more specific? Black hair. Tan of skin. Oh, you must be speaking of. Uh, you may know her oh, name. Oh yes, I, I know Jotali. You, you, you should probably uh, run out to catch her. I, I think she just left a moment ago toward Firelight. She usually leaves pretty early in the morning. Well, thank you. You've been very helpful. Now about this trinket that you're speaking of. I want to do first off. I'm going to do an arcane uh, arcana check to see if it has any magical properties and anything. Yeah, go, do it. Okay. See if she's BSing me before I even have to check an insight. You know. I got a 15 on the die, plus two, I got a seven uh-huh. on my arcana. Okay. You do sense a, a faint magical presence from it, but there's no way that she knows what it is. Like, she doesn't she doesn't even know if she's lying or not. Um, I, I think that you can tell that it's got something about it. Mm. There's something there. It's subtle. All right. I'm going to... <laughs> I want to try this. Okay, so I'm going to reach for my... Because I have a holy symbol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull out my holy symbol, and I'm going to say, there is more magic in this trinket than that one could ever have. Are you going to lie to a knight? She, uh, she like, takes a little like uh, step back, and she goes, My apologies, my lord. I'm just a simple uh, shopswoman trying to make some money. Uh, but there is, and she like looks at you, like trying to get you to confirm it. Uh, but there is magic in this one, isn't there? There is no magic in that trinket you try to sell. And if you don't want anyone else here in the market to know that, I would suggest you hand over <laughs> that merchandise. Mm, make first, make a deception check. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I knew it was gonna just be. And then, <laughs> and then I'll let you either make. I'll, I'll have you make another check out of that. But do the deception check first. Let's see how you do on that. Okay. 16 on the die plus 7. So a 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you can roll advantage on your persuasion roll against her. Mm. Well, I got decent charisma. Uh, so two die. To, um, yeah. Okay. To convince her to hand it over. My high um, die was a 16 plus 3. So 19. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she like, takes a deep bow and, like, holds out the amulet. And she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, my lord. I, I won't lie again. Uh, I apologize. And she, like, hands it out to you. I take the amulet and set it in the pocket. Okay, great. Now remember this before you lie to other patrons. 
and I <laughs> I turn. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she doesn't say anything as you go. And we'll say that off of her suggestion, um, you mm-hmm. kind of uh, leave the immediate town area and kind of go up a hill. And you can kind of uh, see down a ways toward like a, like a lightly forested area. And qu- quite okay. a ways up the road, you see... Um, you see various travelers coming to and fro, uh, kind of sparsely apart, or, or they're sparse. There's not a ton of them, but you can see like this lo- a straight line that goes out toward firelight. Okay. And you do see a woman, uh, a short woman, walking away, and she has short black hair. Okay. Hmm. All right. I'm gonna head. Well, I'm on a horse. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll ride quickly to mm-hmm. to reach her. What does your horse look like? It's an all black. Uh, Let's say I'm riding a Clydesdale, but it's a war horse. Neat. So. Okay. As you pass uh, a couple of other travelers, um, there there's a couple who have big packs on their back. Um, like the, the man is short and the woman's tall. And they, they like give a deep bow as you pass, not sure if you're some kind of lord or what. And, and you probably get that when you're in public every once in a while, especially on this imposing horse. Right. But some of the people you pass pay you no mind. You you eventually trot up, and as you get to her along this path, she steps aside to to let the horse pass because she's expecting you to just pass by her. All right, before I engage her in conversation, I kind of want to do a, a perception check to see if I, I notice any dwarves that look like the dwarven drawing of this Hecuba. Yeah. Just, just because, you know, like, it's like, man, I'm kind yeah. of... You know, I I want to be like certain I'm not overlooking them as they could be hidden in plain sight. Yeah, and I think this will apply retroactively to the ones in Storm Pass. Okay, as well. Okay, thank you. Yeah, um, I didn't get too good on. That. I got a ten on the die plus two, so a twelve. You're trying to stay aware of your surroundings, and there were you know a good number of people in in the area, and you saw a few dwarves, and you tried to keep your eye out for for them, especially the w- women dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, like every time you saw one, you'd maybe glance up, but there were just a few too many people to keep track of all of them. Got it. You may have missed one, but you're pretty sure you didn't see anybody who looked like Hecuba. Okay. And you may have seen uh, a dwarf or two in your uh, on the road here, but they don't look the same as her. Got it. Yeah, because even when you said it in the market and you were like, there was a dwarven man, I was like, hmm. <laughs> you know, so, okay. Yeah. Th- no, that's fine. Um, no, I don't. Th- you don't. I don't think he saw anything. Okay. So now, as I approach Dutali, I will actually slow down at her side and say, "Do you favor walking, or would you like a lift, man?" She uh, she looks up and there's like a look of like disgust and her mouth is open as she's about to retort. And then she sees you and recognizes you. And the expression on her face turns more neutral and she kind of faces forward and keeps walking as you're trotting along beside her. And she says, I do not make deals in public. You should know this. Well, ma'am, all I was doing was offering a ride. I extend my hand. Uh, she ignores you and keeps walking straight. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Now, drawing blanks. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> All right. Okay, here's what I'll do. I do the, uh, thing for the horse and kind of go yep. off the trail a little bit and still keep my eyes on her. Okay. 
but I'll just kind of start trotting okay. slower and making sure if she's okay. like keeping track of me. Okay, so you're trying to make sure she knows where you are? Yeah, like kind of just showing that I'm off the beaten track a little bit just so if we can't so we can talk away from the crowd of people, you know? Okay. Um yeah, after a few minutes you're kind of off the trail. It's not uh it's it's like loosely populated with with uh like fir trees and, and the like. Okay. And so you're pretty easy you can pretty easily navigate through this area and it's not like uh super hilly or anything it's not super difficult terrain your horse can do it easily okay uh after a couple of minutes there is a path that splits off to the right and she uh you know that she's probably going to firelight from what that the woman in the stands told you right right um but she she takes the path off to the right um and it's just like a small trail so she takes it off to the right walks a few minutes and you i assume follow her same kind of style oh of course yes okay after after a couple of minutes, after like the main road is a bit out of sight, uh, she stops and kind of steps off the road and motions you down. Okay. So at this point, just to not be so overbearing, I'll get off of my steed and I'll pat him to go kind of wait off in the distance. Well, isn't he magical so you can just make him appear and disappear? Actually, um, this is a weird thing about fine steed. It's like it can like stay alive and just like – Go off. Chill. It's like super smart. It's like cool. Has a higher intelligence than I. Okay. Do. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's really weird. Fine steed is like it's. I, I think it's underused. You know, like it's really cool. Actually, it can fight yeah. for me and stuff. So. I, oh, nice. Yeah, it's okay. really neat. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it. It just goes off. It starts grazing. It's not. It's eating some something crunchy, <laughs> and uh, she says, "Why did you approach me? You never know who could be listening." Well, I got ahead of myself. Let's just say there's a little bit more commotion going on. And some heretics, I approach her. Sure. She lets you get to a certain point, and when you take your last step, she kind of backs up a step, but not like in a, I don't know, not like in a I'm intimidated way, but like a defensive stance kind of way. Like she's just a careful person. Got it. And when she talks, she's very animated with her hands. She she moves them kind of wildly and, and like, differently. Like, there's no pattern to the way she moves them. Mm -hmm. And she says, look, we can make a deal, but I need the money up front. If you want to know something specific, I can tell you. So, sorry, my it is hard to speak in this tongue. I can tell you. I can. So... Tell me specifics of what you need, and I will tell you specifics of price. Jotali, I just need one thing answered. Do you know where they went? One hundred. Jotali, hmm. I pull out the pendant, and I throw it to the ground. You throw it to the ground, or you throw it to her? Well, I throw it in front of her, unless you can catch it. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, sure. How, uh, why don't you throw it to her? Okay, I'll throw it to her. Uh... She'll catch it, and yeah, she's she's kept herself definitely within a range that you would know it as as a person who is good at fighting ah, okay. to be a good defensive range. So so she can react if you were to suddenly attack her. Got it. Yeah, I was I was gathering that by the way that you had, mm -hmm. you had described that, and I was like, okay, well, mm -hmm. I, yeah, gotta be smart with this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. She catches it, uh, no problem. Okay. And she turns it over and looks at it, and she, like, waves her hand around it. She's kind of detecting some magic. Okay. 
She holds she holds it up and she goes, and sixty. Hmm. Well, that just depends on the information that you have to give, Jotel. You've given me nothing. No, it does not work this way. I tell you if I know anything after you pay me. Uh, you would know the Dragon Club had paid her for some really good information in the past. Okay. Um, you would you would know that you guys used her to some success. You wouldn't know the specifics necessarily. You would have seen a brief communication between her and you know one of your compatriots, but okay. You know that she's probably worth it. I hesitate for a moment, mm-hmm. and I say, Jotali, this better be worth it. Or even the distance between us won't help you. And I throw her 60 more gold. Okay, she catches it, and she pockets both things real quick. Uh, and going back to using her hands as, like, very animated. She's, like, shooting them back and forth <laughs> as she speaks. Okay. <laughs> yes, there were... Let's see, there were five of them. Wait, do I have that number right? You do, <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay, there were five of them plus a old woman, and they left on a boat. They left quickly, and uh, with haste, they were trying to meet with someone, and I don't know who, but I assume it was an informant. They uh, they left uh, two days ago. Hmm. I pull out the picture of Hecuba. Was this the old woman they were with? She kind of like leans forward. And then sighs and then like rummages around in her like coat. She's got like a like a trench coat thing on mm-hmm. and she pulls some glasses out and and puts them on and like leans forward and she stops and she she like leans back and looks at you and she goes, you are not going to kill me, no? I would have no reason to kill you if you give me the information that I need. She says, that is not of comfort and I doubt it. And then she walks up so she can see the paper and she goes, uh, yes. Yes, that's squat woman, yes. Hmm. Now the boat. You said they took a boat. 150. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like, on. Like, I don't want to give away all my money. I'm going to pull out my sword here in a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. Uh, lawful evil, okay? That doesn't make me chaotic evil. I, bet you, I just, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Put me through the ringer here, man. <laughs> okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Ah, how do I want to play this? You're you can make a you can make a check of any kind. I'll always let you try anything you can think of. Okay, because Slain would be he's kind of getting pissed off. Like, okay, <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect opportunity to do this because it'll be a while before I reach it. I'm gonna activate my necrotic shroud while she's this close to me, so that she is affected with frightened at a disadvantage. Hmm. And as I'm doing that, okay. I'm going to say, you will tell me or you will face the wrath of hell. Okay. I'm going to roll something. The effect of your shroud, mm-hmm. it, it hits her and affects her. Okay. And she uh, jumps backward and actually does a backflip as she flies backwards. Mm-hmm. And she throws out two daggers at you. What's your AC? 19. <laughs> I roll... <laughs> I rolled twice, and both times it was 19. That's plus 5. Goodness, she's good. She's good. Yeah, you take uh, 6 points of damage. So she's affected by the by Frightened, though? She is, yeah. She's Frightened of you, and she leapt back and, and attacked. Okay. Uh, she lands back down on her feet, and she is pulling a crossbow out of her trench coat. You, you, have, you have, like, moments to defuse the situation. I say you don't want to do this as I unsheath my sword. I'll, I'll go for it then. Ugh. Damn it, Tally. Okay. 
I okay with her being frightened. I will make a verbal intimidation or dece- well, yeah, a verbal intimidation check and just say, Jotali, if you try this, you will die. Information isn't worth your life. Uh, okay. So you say that, and I will make a saving throw at disadvantage yeah. for her freezing because I think at this point she's in flight or f- a fight or flight mode. Okay, and. I think that with that sentence, she actually pauses and shoves her crossbow bolt back down and is going to turn to flee. And I think if she doesn't make this check, then she okay. will freeze in place. It's with disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good thing it was a disadvantage. Yeah. So <laughs> she's pulling out her crossbow and she, she like freezes in place. She knows that some of her fear is magical. Okay. And she says, stop doing this. Why Why do you attack me? Jotali, there was no attack. I was just asserting my authority. I need information. You were given a hundred gold. Give me what I need and this ends. And not your life. Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> she would act. She's used to these kinds of situations. Like, this is part of her job. Um, yeah, I know. This is why it's so hard. <laughs> she gets attacked a lot, uh, and, and she gets threatened a lot. Okay. I'm going to have her not say anything, and she's going to hold still. I think that's what she's going to do. Mm. You you have her where you want her, I guess. But she's not giving me what I want. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm leaving it. I'm kind of leaving it up to you. Hmm. I I don't think she would tell you right now. You're gonna either have to do like a lot of work to win her back, or get mean. <laughs> I think that's your your to or let her go. Like those are kind of your options here. Damn it! I shouldn't have been watching House of Cards so much. I'm thinking like a like a slimy politician. <laughs> like fear, fear. <laughs> Dang it, Joe Tully. Uh, Okay. Ugh. Oh, lawful evil. Oh, this isn't who I am as a person. Don't judge me. So <laughs> <laughs> you do, you don't have to qualify. You're we all you're playing slain right. here. I think you're fine. So I'll walk up to her, I'll grab her by the chest uh-huh. and push her against a tree. And said I'm not Yeah. I'm not one of those other people. I'm not like the rest. I'm not just gonna threaten you for information. And I'm gonna chop her arm off. You okay? Yep. Roll. Um, I mean, she's holding real still. Roll. Roll an attack with advantage. Okay. I got a net twenty on one of these, so yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you? Okay. So let's talk about your. Let's talk a little bit more about Dragon Club before we before we just keep going through okay. here. Um. I I want to say this. Your sword is a great sword. It's really big. Um, maybe like a little bit smaller than ice. If anybody is, knows Game of Thrones and Ned Swords, a uh, Ned, Ned Sword, Ned Stark Sword, mm-hmm. it's like a it's huge, but um, it contracts down to like maybe a foot, but still being really wide, and then it can magically extend out to its full length. Yeah, it's it's pretty epic. <laughs> so I'm imagining you take out your sword and you're leaving it short, and you're cutting her arm off with just the short sword. Like you don't need to make it huge yet no you're motivated to get this information because um exus who is azor's son yes he he told you this is really important it's important to find them you know that he just got like exus just got defeated and exus and his couple of 
you know, agents were defeated by this group and that they have the gems, which you know are vital to your cause. I'm I'm just structuring some motivation behind your actions here. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have limited funds. Yeah. So and you know what? Yeah, I think you're going to follow the lawfulness of your organization until you see uh, otherwise, you know, until there's a reason to do otherwise. So I, I think you this is totally fine. This is totally within character. There's nothing out of place here. Right. She screams as you cut off her arm. Did you cut off her right or left arm? Uh, I'm cutting off her predominant arm. Um, her her dominant one? Yes. Okay, that'd be her left. So. Yeah. You uh you take off her her left arm um because that was the one she was pulling out the crossbow with yeah and she screams and clutches it and falls to the ground and make make an insight check ooh that's not my strong suit <laughs> I got a fourteen on the die so negative one so I got a thirteen okay that's enough to know the fight's not over in her like the fight's not gone out of her. <sighs> Beneath her big uh, trench coat, she uh, she's gripping her arm, but she's also moving to rustle around and pull something up. And you have a moment to react. I'm going to strike at her other arm. I'm going to cut that one off, too. Okay, I think you because of the angle, she's down. She's mm -hmm. reaching down into her coat. She's on the ground in front of you. Actually, um, hold off. I won't do that. That's... I wasn't. I was just gonna not give you advantage. That's all I was gonna do. Is not give you advantage. You would have just a regular attack roll. A regular. I'm thinking about. Yeah, I almost want to cast. I'll just cast. Hold person. Yeah, because if I can just paralyze her, man, it's like the fight's done. <laughs> Great. Like, um, hopefully. How? Uh, yeah. How? How? How long does it take to cast? Uh, it's uh, hold person is an action, so I could do it right away. Yep. She has to make a wisdom save or be paralyzed. Okay. And the DC on that's fifteen. Yeah, okay. She she fails. Okay. She fails. So you you hold her. I don't want to kill this lady. I need information. <laughs> That's like <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're struggling with this. It's against my normal nature as a person. Yeah, I can <laughs> I, I can tell you're not normally evil and would not normally cut people's arms off. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as the peril the paralysis takes hold, I'll kneel above her. Tell me what I need to know. You'd even be able to keep that money. I doubt she cares about the money at this point. <laughs> Go ahead and make him a persuasion roll with advantage. Okay. 16 plus 4, 20. So broken 20. Sure. She uh, struggles to turn up toward you. And I think um, you'd have the option to let her twist to look straight at you or not. You could hold her in place or you could let her twist her kind of like torso up toward you. I'll pull her towards me. That way she can say what she needs. Uh, she spits at your shoes. You will regret this slime. And you can tell that like when she says that, she is trying to like motion with her hands again. Like the way she talks, she's so used to being very animated with her hands but she like has to keep a grip on her on her left hand with her right so it does, like her her wrist so it doesn't like bleed out okay they took a boat there were many small monsters that were aboard with them little creatures the creatures were scared of the tiefling woman hmm. they went across the sea towards towards either mordi or or toward osos so Osos is um, the continent where Rooklyn is, and your main base um, is like 
maybe a hundred miles north of Brooklyn in in like these oh. mountains, this mountain range. Huh. They are heading back across the sea from where you just came. Um, so you presumably toward Brooklyn or toward this island of Morty, where it's like a big trade island. It's like uh, think Singapore from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Okay. Um, so so they're headed they're headed by boat across to that area, one of those two areas. She also tells you through gritted teeth that her people say that they were in town for just uh one evening and that the day before they kill they or they attacked and killed three giant lizards, which you would know to be the wingless dragons that mm-hmm. your compatriots uh, ride. Right. After the portal was opened, you guys captured a bunch of them to to be your mounts, and you have you keep them, right? Yeah, uh, she said that they they were taken away toward um, after the fights. They were taken away from um, from the crowd and from the dead dragons toward the like uh, government building, um, and they were taken by soldiers there. But then that they left on the boat the next morning. Um, I think that's all she tells you. I stand up above her. My only question now, Joe Tally, did you assist them at all? She almost has like a, a look on her face like she's being patronized. She goes, no, of course not. I do not get involved. She's trying to jerk her arm up to make like a gesture and like more like some blood spurts out of her stump. I kneel back down and I place my hand over the stump. Yeah. And I'm going to give her three health to kind of staunch the wound. Yeah, okay. So you seal it over and it stops bleeding. I stand up again. She looks at you and she's like confused and she does not get why you did that. Thank you for your information. I go back to the steed. I jump on it. Okay. I think we're going to stop there. I think that's perfect. Okay. 